Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everybody, it's 133 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Coming up in the next two segments, Ian Herbers and an NHLer that's got a tremendous amount of respect for Ian's program, Jay Bowmeister. This is Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, well, it didn't end the way the University of Alberta was hoping it would end this season. I'd like to say I've seen the game, but uh, I saw about eight minutes of the game. Thanks to a wonderful fellow out of Bassano, Alberta, that took time. I didn't even know you could do this, but he took the time to uh, to access his Twitter account and shoot the game through his Twitter account so I could watch the third period or the late second period of a hockey game, the Alberta game against UNB, the national championship final. Unfortunately for the Oilers, uh, or for the uh, Golden Bears, they lost 4-2. Ian Herbers is their head coach. He joins me right now in Oilers now. Ian, how you doing? Good, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, well, I didn't know you could do that, that you could actually shoot the video of off the TV through your Twitter account. I did not know, so uh, off well, That's the, why got, I have a video and tech guy that does all that kind of stuff for me as well. Can you get me a copy of the, the, the two games that were broadcast by Sportsnet on the weekend? I would like to, I would like to see them. Can, can we make that happen? Yeah, I'll talk to Dallas, our video guy, and he'll have it done lickety-split. All right, there we go. Uh... <laughs> How do you assess what happened, the uh, the 4-2 loss on Sunday? Uh, we knew they were going to come out hard, very aggressive, strong, skating, heavy team. Uh, and they didn't surprise us. They came right after us, good, strong forecheck. Uh, we weathered the storm. We drew a penalty, uh, I don't know, five minutes or whatever it was in, uh, and scored right off our rush. We knew they had a weakness on their forecheck, a little bit standing still, where their D tried to stand and hold the blue line. And we just used our team speed and created the opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Luke Philp uh, 10 minutes in or so, obviously the best player in, in U Sport this season, uh, which affected our power play later on in the game as well. I thought our next power play, too, wasn't very good. Uh, but we've created a ton of chances on some of our other power plays. So the problem was we took a penalty on our five on three immediately off a of face off to make it into a four on three situation. And then we took another uh, penalty on another one of our power plays. So negated two of our power play opportunities by uh, not being very smart. They good face-off team, which you and I have talked about in the past with our weakness. 
Uh, yeah. Something we tried to keep working on and improving on in our game, but they got big, strong sentiment. And uh, first period, I thought we were very good in the circle. The next two periods, not good enough. Uh, and then we had our opportunities opportunities to score goals late in the game, second period, third period. Uh, I thought Cox had an outstanding game, created a number of opportunities. Uh, Paul and Chuck was another guy. McGee stepped his game up with us losing Phil. And their goalie played very well and made some key and huge saves for him. Uh, and then plus their team blocks a ton of shots. I was, I was telling Reed last night that they uh, it was like a soccer wall at times where they just line guys up in front of their net. So we all got to start working on bending our shots. All right. So at the end of the day here, you know, again, I've not seen the game, so I want to I want to watch. I saw about eight minutes, and unfortunately, it was the eight minutes where they got the two goals late in the second period because we were broadcasting the game in Vegas and we were in our pregame at that stage. Um, but. You know, there's there's certain adages in, in hockey, and one of them is the team that's got the best goaltender or has better special teams wins. And Zach Sachenko, I think, is the best goaltender the UVA's had in their program. Period. Uh, you know, he shut out Saskatchewan three games in a row, but he gave up. I, I mean, I saw the highlights on the goals, and he gave up two tough ones, um, and then he went one for seven on the power play. So when you look, is it is that too simple of an assessment saying your goalie got outplayed by their guy who had a who was the MVP of the entire tournament, and your power play was a little perimeterish and, and quiet, and their power play, you know, they went one for three, you guys went one for seven, and then you lose games once in a while and stuff like that happens. Well, Zach has been fantastic for us all year long. He's been steady and a rock back there, and as you said, he's been uh, one of the best goalies we've had here at the U of A. Um, those last two he probably would want back. Uh, they weren't goals that he normally lets in. Um, one of those was the power play goal, so we basically shut out their power play. Uh, so we had the one power play goal. Um, so in part, you do need to score in your power play. We needed to bury some of those opportunities. We had some chances where we didn't bear down on some loose pucks around the net. And as I said, their goalie came up and made some big, huge saves when he needed to as well. Uh, and that was the difference. And then probably yeah. losing Luke Phillip, uh it hurts us as well. It creates offense on our penalty kill for us, five on five for us, and power play. The other thing is you lost Tyler Soy before the tournament. He suffered a scaphoid injury. And at your level, this is a guy that scored 46 goals in the Western Hockey League and had 90 points. I mean, he's another top six guy that could could potentially have, not, not to make, and I don't want to make excuses here because you and B, Ian has, they've now won three of the last four. Uh, you won the two previous before that stretch for you and B. So the Bears have won three of the last six. But they're really good too. Like you got to have all your guys going, and they got to be committed, and they got to uh, play a firm game and, and be relentless because that's an aggressive. They're, they're traditionally more aggressive than the Golden Bears. I think that's a fair assessment. Well, they're better than the last time I coached against them. Uh, last time we played them, we held them to nine shots with them having five power plays. Uh, they've gotten bigger. They're faster. Uh, that's the one thing I noticed with their team. They skate a lot better than they used to skate. Uh, and they were aggressive on their forecheck. They were catching some of our guys from behind, which hasn't happened just in Canada West play. Yeah, no, well, and, and absolutely. Now, uh, we obviously be, be remiss. You've talked about Luke Felp. Uh, Bob McKenzie from TSN pointing out that he is on the precipice of signing a deal with the Calgary Flames. I know you won't say uh, 100% where he's signing, but have you been informed that he uh, will not be returning uh, next season? 
Uh, we have our individual meetings later on, team photos, so I haven't had a chance to talk to Filper. I know there was a number of teams interested in him, a number of teams following that's around the second half of the year. Obviously, quite a few teams at, at, in Lethbridge this past weekend, so uh, I know he's waiting for uh, a, a National Hockey League agreement to deal, um, so I think he should earn that opportunity. He's played very well for us the last two years. You coached in the NHL the last three seasons. You coach in the American Hockey League. Can he be an impactful player at the AHL next level, uh, next year? I think so. Um, he's the work ethic, the commitment, the passion. Uh, him wanting to get better every day, not satisfied. He won, as we talked about before, scoring title the year before, uh, but had a fantastic summer, pushed himself harder to be faster, quicker, more powerful, keep working at his game. Uh, when you got guys like that that want to keep improving, it reminds me of you talk about it all the time, especially because you know Derek Ryan better than I do. Guys that keep working at their game, passionate about their game, and don't quit and don't give up, and somehow, some way, find a way. And Luke Phillips is a guy like that. Okay. Uh, now, when I was in uh, Arizona on Saturday night, or Saturday night, I bumped into a guy that spent a lot of years over in uh, the KHL, and he told me that Jason Fram uh, may be leaving the U of A program as well. Uh, he's a unique uh, situation because he could potentially down the road represent China uh, because of uh, uh, birth background. Have you heard anything on uh, Jason Fram at this stage? Uh, same thing. We'll see him in an hour or two, and so I'll know for sure more definite. I've heard rumors and scuttlebutts, and right now guys are just trying to get back from their schoolwork and treatment, uh, banged up from the season, and Nationals down left, so we haven't really had a time to time to talk much with guys individually. So, All right. Uh, now, recruiting starts when, or has it already started moving forward? Oh, it's it started. Uh, Stan has contacted uh, certain players over Christmas time. There, we sent out some emails, uh, just touching base. Uh, we don't like to bother the players in, in Western Hockey League, especially during their playoff. Once teams get finished with their season, uh, then we start talking to the players heavily and, and getting the right fits for our program. At that point, as well, we know what our our academic all Canadian situation is, how many players we're losing, and so we can find the right fits, the right pieces, the right people to come in and uh, keep the program going. Give me a final thought on this year. I mean, you go 26-2-1 and in your final 29 games. You lose in the national championship final. Would you like a best of three against uh, University of New Brunswick moving forward maybe over the next couple of years? Oh, that'd be good, and a healthy team would be nice. But as said, that's part of the game. There's injuries, bangs when you're playing hard and physical. Uh, guys get banged up and injured. I thought we had a very good year. Uh, started a little bit slower than I liked because of all the injuries we dealt with in the first part of the year. Uh, but our guys bought into it. Uh, they performed well. They executed well. I thought they had a fantastic season as a team. How far we've grown as a team, two things that we've talked about is we wanted to prove our ozone play, which I think was significantly better, and holding our blue line harder on the rushes against and We've been way better at that as well. Uh, so two areas that we really wanted to work on, and I thought our guys were very good at it. Um, and then obviously the guys that have won the individual awards. Um, when the team does well, individuals end up doing well as well. Uh, so it's nice to see guys like Phil Pram, uh, Paul and Chuck, uh, Riley Keyser getting the Randy Gregg Award for Canada West. Um, so those guys getting re re rewarded for their uh, hard work. 
Ian, we'll touch base uh, during the spring and summer. Thanks for your time. Good, Bob. Thank you. You bet. Ian Herbert's head coach, Alberta Golden Bears. They lost the national championship final to New Brunswick 4-2. Luke Philp, uh, rumored to be signing with the Calgary Flames. And uh, Jason Fram, potentially to the KHL, to uh, Coonan uh, Red Star. That is the rumor that is out there. So Ian's going to have a little bit of work to do. Riley Keezer, by the way, won two national championships at the U of A and a Memorial Cup with the Western Hockey League's Edmonton Oil Kings. He's been a glue guy for that program the last several years. When we come back, a guy that has played 23 minutes, five or more times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Times over the last 12 games at the age of 35, he can still skate. He's finally healthy. Jay Bomeister coming up on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 48 in Edmonton, the state Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward strips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Here's Brendan F. Scott. All right, thanks, Bob. Uh, back in this day in 1982, Wayne Gretzky scores a goal and an assist to give him 500 career NHL points. That milestone coming in his 234th career game as the Oilers tied 3-3 with Calgary at Northlands. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Edmonton and St. Louis. Edmonton native Jay Bomeister. He's played 1,174 games in the NHL. He's averaging just over 20 minutes per game. 23 minutes, five times in the last 12 games. Let's get to a conversation with him. Jay, your group, uh, it's been a, an interesting year, and it's sort of maybe mirrored your year as well, so maybe that tells us a little about it, but when these teams met three months ago, it's the last time they played, you guys were five games under 500, the Oilers were five games over 500, and you've been pretty good ever since. So what happened here, do you think? I don't, I don't think you can point a finger on one thing. Uh, obviously, at the start of the year, we were going through a lot of changes, and we had some significant changes with key players coming in. I think they were trying to uh, just see where everybody fit. I think we there was a lot of maybe jobs up for grabs and guys not sure where they really fit in the lineup. And since about uh, December, probably around that time, when we, uh, I think a real turning point was when we came out on that road trip, and we had a couple of good games. Uh, we, I think we won in Calgary right before the break uh, which kind of put us off on a good foot and then we came back after the break and we knew we were in tough but uh, everyone just kind of settled into where they should be and we played pretty good hockey through February. February was really the month I think we had the hardest schedule in the league and we ended up putting a bunch of wins together so 
So that turned our season around and uh, put a lot of different contributors. Obviously, O'Reilly's been good all year, and Dave Perron. Vladdy's uh, been scoring lately. Uh, obviously, you know, everyone knows the story with Bennington coming in and playing so well. So uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a feel-good story through the middle part, and then now we've kind of slipped a little bit, and we got to get ready to kind of get going here the last couple weeks. What about for you personally? I know you had some hip issues late last season. Uh, minutes were down a little bit early this season. Now the minutes are back up. Obviously, you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah, I think it is the same. Around the same time, uh, things started turning. I was, yeah, the start of the year was a little tough, but um, probably everything around here made everything a little magnified. But, yeah, I feel good. I feel healthy and uh, probably skating better than I have in a couple of years, so that's always nice. And do, you, do you look to you know, you go back to your draft year and see how many guys are still uh, playing in the league from uh, when you're around? Because, uh, I mean, you're up around 1,250 games now or whatever. And I mean, you played with Joffrey in junior. He's been done for a couple of years. Nash is retired. Letton's not really in the league anymore. So do you, do you kind of chuckle a bit and think back, man, I've been I've been at this a while. Yeah, I'd say the last couple of years it's kind of hit me. Um, you know, you, you just you go into other buildings and you used to have a lot of guys that you could say hi to and you, know, you grew up with and now there's not so many around. So uh, We were in Pittsburgh the other night and I saw Matt Cullen and I played with Matt Cullen like 15 years ago. I thought he was old back then, but he's still playing. So, um, yeah, it's 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 amazing how fast it goes. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's, uh, I looked at, I did one time, I looked at the team my first year and I looked how old some of the old guys on that team were and I don't think anyone was over 35 and now I'm 35. So I'm kind of, that, that kind of struck home a little bit. Um, and the, I mean, that's just the reality. There's just not a lot of, uh, you know, late 30 guys around anymore. Well, based on the minutes you're playing and the fact that you could always skate, you got to think you could play at least another couple more years, don't you? Yeah, I, I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, the way I feel now, if things kind of stay the same, or uh, I think over the summer, it'll probably help too, just to get a full summer in. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I still enjoy it. I still uh, still like being a part of the team. And uh, at this stage, I'd like to try to win a cup. So that's that's the end game for me. And uh, much like anybody, but when you're at it this long, that's kind of all that really matters. Two more questions before you. Can you maybe discuss the impact of getting O'Reilly and maybe do a less like O'Reilly. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Oilers had Ryan O'Reilly, I think they'd be in the playoffs right now. He's that impactful of a player. But also Bozak and what that combination does. They're both over 54% in the faceoff circle. But you guys have solid puck possession metrics. It's a difference maker when you have the puck off the draws a lot, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think if you looked at our team in this, coming out of last year uh, into the summer, uh, we didn't have a lot of center icemen. And when they signed both those guys, that was a real, uh, I guess, a shot in the arm saying, okay, we were, you know, number one, that they believed in the group that we had. And if we had a couple extra guys, that it could kind of put us over the top to be a playoff team again. Um, it took a little while for everyone to kind of settle in, but uh, you're right. Like, they do so much more than just score points. They aren't, you know, the highest scoring guys in the league, but, um, you know, both guys kill penalties. They're great on faceoff. Obviously, that's a huge part of your, part of your special teams is if you're winning faceoffs, you, you can get the puck down, that sort of thing. So you're right. It's, it's kind of 
kind of those intangible things that uh, it's not really numbers to to show for a lot of them. And, and they're both guys that have been around a long time, and they're veteran guys that uh, we do have some young players now, and, and guys that look up to guys like that, especially on the forward end. And uh, overall, you're, you're right; they've both been uh, very important players for us. And we preface this conversation with a quick discussion. Your dad, of course, a longtime proud member of the U of A alumni. You mentioned last year to us that you grew up wanting to play for the U of A and never even thought about the NHL. Uh, we have a personal connection to Luke Phillip, uh, who got hurt in the championship game. It was a tough day for uh, the Golden Bears program. They did go 26-2-1. and uh, What do you know about Luke? Uh, well, I've been spending the last number of summers in Canmore, and I knew Luke uh, just from around there. I met him at the gym there, and then uh, obviously I got, knew his story and his brothers and the hockey players, and at the time he was playing uh, in Cranbrook in the Western League, and uh, I think Ryan McGill was his coach, and I had Gilly in Calgary when I was there, so there was, you know, we got to talking, and the hockey world's pretty small, everyone kind of knows somebody in common, so um, yeah, and then every summer I, I usually run into him at least a few times, and his, uh, his younger brother Noah is playing in Seattle right now, uh, I was skating with him a bit last summer, so uh, I know Luke, so he's a great kid. I, I know my dad always keeps tabs on all those guys, and he you know, says what a, a good player he is, and I know the years that he's had the last couple of years, and uh, you know, you hear the interest with uh, getting scouted and things like that, and I think it's it's great for him. I think it's great for that program and that level of hockey that people can uh, you know, really take notice, and you hear about guys coming out of the NCAA and that sort of thing, you know, but there's still a lot of good players that maybe uh, are a little bit late bloomers coming to junior or something like that that are playing Canadian University and you know if a guy like that can open a door for somebody or you know there's been guys in the past Corey Cross and Ian Herbers those guys I, I watched those guys when I was a little kid and you know they played in the NHL so uh, yeah hopefully he heals up and I don't know if he'll be back there next year or gets an opportunity somewhere or what but wish the best of luck to him. All righty, that's Jay Bowmeister, and yeah, Luke Phillip, uh, we wrap up, sign him with Calgary at some point during the course of today. Don't know if it's official yet. That wraps up Oilers now. Uh, what do we got going on here? We got the Oilers and the Blues, the City Ford Faceoff Show from the Enterprise Center. It begins at 4.30 Edmonton time, puck drop at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow, Stauffer Inspector for the Horses, the Horse Race in Alberta. We're going to tell you the casino opens up on April the 1st, uh, and then horse racing later at the Century Mile Racetrack. Uh, in late April. Up next, a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet afternoon news of Jalen and uh, Nye and Andrew Gross. I will rejoin you at 4.30 Edmonton time. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.